What is up, guys? Just want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Avec 2 Spice. Avec 2 is a Louisiana spice company out of Baton Rouge, and it means with everything. So it's good on anything you can think of to cook, whether it's roasted chicken, grilled fish, grilled steak, veggies, tofu, whatever your lifestyle diet it fits in. So it is paleo, vegan, gluten-free, no refined sugar. It's super tasty. And I stand behind it 100%. So if you go to their website, www.avec2spice.com, that's A-V-E-C-T-O-U-S spice.com, you can get 10% off your entire order with this coupon code, C-U-P-D. That's cupped. Enjoy. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Good morning, kids. David here with Coffee Upside Down. It is a ripe 48 degrees in New Orleans, Louisiana, Tuesday morning, 5.40 a.m., December 4th, 2018. What you're about to hear is the first full podcast of Coffee Upside Down. Had a really good chat with Carly Hammond of One Stone Nola in Algiers Point. I hope you enjoy it. Give it a listen. Send me any feedback you have via all the channels instagram facebook dm pm snail mail email phone call text message in person with a hug and a high five any of those things anyway enjoy have an awesome day and i hope to see you next time all right Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Um, we're here at One Stone in Algiers. Uh, we're acting like there's no microphone on. We're just gonna have a little chit chat, a little coffee talk. You're little recording this? Convo. What? I didn't know it was being recorded. <laughs> uh, sign here at the dotted line, <laughs> releasing all your waivers and rights. Um, so, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. I've got like your shop specs that I okay. took a while back. Uh, it's not exhaustive by any means, it's just like a little quantitative thing. So you opened a little over a year ago, yes. September. Yes. Um, we are in historic Algiers, technically. Yes. 7011 Faux. Um, and uh, you're using a Linea mm-hmm. by Marzocco. Mm-hmm. Um, and your two main roasters are Kova and Mojo. Correct. Right, so you use Mojo for drip yes. and cold brew. Yes. And Kova for espresso and pour overs. You don't do. We pour don't overs. do pour overs okay. right now. We just do right this. So it's espresso. espresso. Yeah. Cool. And then you have some retail bags and yes. a little retail program. Cool. Uh, and then you're on a three two three Verrett Street, mm-hmm. uh, and you have uh, an Instagram handle One Stone Nola. One Stone Nola. Yeah, buddy. It's basically all of our handles. And your style is full cafe, full breakfast, lunch, and some dinner offerings. Yeah. Yes. Cool. So you're not just a pop-in espresso bar or coffee shop. Oh, well, you can come hang beer. out. You can oh, hang you, out until you, you get wine. hungry. Oh. And now we have wine and beer and liquor. Nice. So you can come get fancy drinks. Fancy with a pH. Fancy with a pH. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're working on uh, the chicory liqueur with cat head for coffee. Oh, nice. And do you, is your tap system up and running? You have a... We are holding off on the wine tap system for a minute. We're trying to get the whole program sort of well-rounded. 
before we do that install because we might have to end up closing a bit to do that install. So I want to make sure we've, we've kind of established the whole uh, boozy service before we right. close for So what does it look like right now? Do you have boozy service for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Yes. It is actually available all the time. Okay. We don't actually have anyone drinking booze at 7.30 in the morning right now. <laughs> it's a personal decision. Right. Um, but yeah. We Go have, figure. We have wine and beer. Sangria, Bloody Mary, Mimosa, Screwdriver on the weekends for brunch. Um, I mean, available all the time, but we encourage them for brunch. Um, yeah, and then we'll be expanding that to like a couple of craft bourbon and whiskeys, a short drink list, and then just always wine and local beers. Sweet. So if you go to your website, I read up on what One Stone is. Mm -hmm. So when I first came in here, I was like, what's the style? What's the vibe? It's kind of, uh, it's playful, mm -hmm. eclectic, um, kind of don't give a flip, but also really <laughs> yes. care kind of yeah. deal, which I love. Mm -hmm. So what's the deal with One Stone and Two Birds? What is that, what is so that like kept, dichotomy or whatever? We kept coming up with trying to figure out the, the name for the place and we were always up against the two things that we were trying to be. Um, I'm a mom and a business owner. I am 37, I'm 37 and I'm also 17. Um, and yeah, I love my two favorite drinks are coffee and wine, which are all drink different times of the day normally. Um, Not together. You know, and then it was just as we carded, did the build out, we had the front room and the back room. We had all these things that were uh, like sort of yin and the yang of everything. So as we came up with the name, we threw around some of the most ridiculous things you'd ever heard of. And the joke at the end of the day was always, ah, ha, ha, you know, two birds, one stone. And, and then we just, so that's what you always we landed just on. ran with it and it allowed me to be creative with the logo, creatively mm -hmm. simple, and have artists work on more funky ones. I have some like secret side logos in my pocket already um, coming from the art world. That was always important to me to be able to have something that you could sort of creatively expand yeah. on. So art world, what you coming from the art world, give me a little background as much as you're comfortable well, sharing. Well, yeah, no, with, my with stepdad stuff. was an art dealer in the city for my entire life. And, um, and then I went into art history and archeology span for college. Um, I came out more on the research side and then I ended up in galleries and owning a gallery as well. Um, and I work with living artists, contemporary artists. Um, and then we started this project. So it's just bringing in all those connections, all my friends in that industry. Um, a lot of them moved into this neighborhood after I got here, so it's really cool to have them around. Yeah. Thank oh, you, espresso. <laughs> so we just got uh, an espresso shot delivered, double shot of course, which is a third wave style from Beth. Um, I actually used to work with Beth last year. Beth is my hero. Yeah, she's awesome. So, um, yeah, so we're having a Cova shot. Do you know which uh, one is this? Is this still Costa Rica? I don't know, they, just, they, they switched just it over? It, cool, so well, I'm, I'm sure, sure it'll be delicious. Oh. I'm gonna have that. Uh, so, art history and archaeology, networks, connections, bringing it all into one mm -hmm. stone and using those resources and connecting people. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting. It's also, now that I think about it, um, the name of our galleries hyphen and the whole concept behind that name was that the hyphen is a symbol of connectivity between two things that you don't normally oh, connect nice. in a word right, like the right. sentence like structure. A word with a it seems hyphen. like everything I've somehow named any of my businesses has something to do 
with like connecting two pieces of the whole. Right. Yeah. Wine, so. beer, two birds, one okay. stone, morning, night, all that good stuff. All the good stuff. So your gallery is here. Do you have a separate gallery? I have a separate space. It's in the Marini. Okay. Um, Colin and Cat with Wary Art are occupying that space right now because there's absolutely no way I could be running my gallery and opening up this cafe at the yeah. same time. So they're doing an amazing job over there doing Wary Art out of that space um, that they uh, have been sort of launching their local artist platform from there. So it's nice. It keeps that gallery space that we still, um, you know, kind of run, but it keeps that space vibrant and alive and people going there, people knowing that that's a corner of so it's things the, are happening. So it's like a collective workspace? I'm, I'm yeah. not super familiar. Actually, my girlfriend graduated in art history, so I, mean, I should rent, be more familiar, right? but no, I'm not rent, super we, familiar with yeah, Actually, we rented the space to where you are when they had to move off Julia, and we were supposed to split it. Um, and then this, when this opportunity came to me, I basically was like, "You guys have free range of the space because I don't have, I don't have time to be even doing shows right. half the year. I have to right. build this out." So they've been running it predominantly um, since I've been since I've been working. So you space. just check in and you just oversee. Yeah, I mean, I love those women. Colin and I used to work together, and we both kind of started our own companies together under the same roof, sort of brainstorming about all the legal details and the things you need to start that you don't mm -hmm. know about when you become an entrepreneur. And so um, I love her to death. Kat's really sweet. I know those women really well. I trust them beyond a shadow of a doubt, and they're doing a great job. Cool. Yeah. So um, art, wine, coffee. I just got the espresso shot from Kova. So tell me why Kova and why Mojo, if you don't mind. Kova is out of Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. They're, They're a pretty well-known micro-roaster. Been around for a few years now, maybe yeah. 10 years. I, I double-checked, but <laughs> I'll have Honestly, to fact-check that. But they've, it, they've gotten so big recently, which is an amazing. Um, so my husband and I spent a lot of time out in Portland in the last five years, I think. Um, he actually introduced me to Kova. And we just are, we don't live anywhere near there out in Portland, but we drive there every time, like multiple times a day. The it shop became, in central Portland? Like they're, mm -hmm, the one on the east shop. side? The main, yeah, the first one they opened there. That's the one with really warm woodwork and it's yeah, really Yeah, they have the woodworking shop the, next the, to them. Yeah, yep. I've been to that one. Yeah. There's one right down the road from there that they just opened that has their roaster okay, in it, which gotcha. is equally just stunning and yeah. amazing. Yeah. And they've done such a great job. Like they have a woodworker that, that exists in their first space, they have a metal worker that exists in the next space. I mean, all harks back to um, the owner's like love of building and craft, craft and all yeah. these things. So it's very, it just leads to very cool spaces. Um, but their coffee was just hands down some of the best I'd ever tasted, and consistently the best I'd ever tasted. Um, and was probably single-handedly one of the inspirations to even get into coffee. Mm. Was our experience with Kova and just their whole concept and what they were doing. Get into coffee in a professional aspect, yes. not personal. No, not personally. Loved, I've been addicted to coffee, coffee since I was like... 17 like, or right. so, yeah, yeah, right, up, right like, on the cusp. Like 13, I think. Yeah, I try to look back and when I... I think I started drinking coffee in college. Like, I was a late bloomer, so to speak. I still remember my first cup of coffee that set off the whole thing. Really? Because it was a conversation with my friend's dad. And it was like, I really thought I was being very adult and cool. By having coffee? By having coffee. Yeah. With no sugar, just cream. Just black. Yeah. It was cream. Oh, okay. Cream in your coffee. Cream in your coffee. I was allowed to put cream, but he told me that real men don't drink sugar in their coffee. And I real was like, men. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be that then because, <laughs> you know, 
And so I. Do you remember? Was it a particular coffee or no? Just it was a black like coffee CDM. And a cream. Right. 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 <laughs> it was like nothing. It was just sitting in the living room. Something. And all my other. Um, so yeah, it was just that, and I just. I still don't put sugar in my coffee to this day, though. Yeah. No sweeteners, no syrups, <laughs> nothing. So you're no, sipping on a quad shot iced latte. Yes. Yeah. Either I mean, it's either going to be that. Well, it's actually it's breve. So it's breve. Full, nice. It's either fat. Feed or, the brain. Or it's uh, or it's just straight black coffee. Yeah. Those are, I love that. That's it. Yeah, I'm all about feeding the brain with right? with full full high force. Fat. Yeah, high fat. That's the way it should be. So, um, okay, so Kova, so you've got yeah. a relationship with them. I hear awesome things. I actually reached out to them a couple of times just to see if they'd be interested in, in talking over the phone or whatever, because mm-hmm. I, I love their coffee as well. I mean, it's They're just, so it's unctuous, right? Like, it's sumptuous. Like, yeah. it's just rich, it's so, so good. Chocolate-y. I mean, if you go there, if you, if you ever make it out to Portland and you go see how they roast, they built all their own machines. You know, they were like, we could save time and we could be more efficient by building this like they had the metal workers next door manufacture their entire like it's just it's amazing when tinkers get into mm-hmm. coffee like mm-hmm. what they've built to accomplish what they're doing how much like it is truly a labor of love but they've been really good at doing it finding things where they can be really efficient with machinery so that the hands-on labor can be more meticulous and detailed. Gotcha. Because, like, they can... Right. Instead of having somebody that's just, like, scooping beans or syrup, like, they can put those people into more precise work because they can get a machine that can do, like... I mean, so you're talking about, like, the roasting aspect, not the roast. shop aspect. Yeah. Oh, my God, you have yeah. to go see it. Like, yeah. it's just a very cool... Cause, but they put a shop in the front of their roast, but you walk into a roaster and you just see the roaster and all the bags of beans and things around... And you walk into there, the roasting one, that the newer one they opened in Portland, and you see these, like, this, like, enormous, like, hand-welded metal bin, these tubes and these air pumps that are, like, it's like walking, it's, it is, like, a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory kind of experience. Yeah. It's like, what is all this stuff? Where does it all go? It's in Portland. Cool. Little Portlandia right? meets Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And the guys that own it are just very cool, um... Okay, his family. He's got a family. He's got like a he's a, he's like a biker. He's a tinker. Metalhead. He's just the coolest guy. Renaissance man. Yeah. Yeah. So right on. They're so, just everyone so I've met great. over there has been an amazing person to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. So you got Kova, and then you got Mojo, which is a local roaster. Mm-hmm. Been around since 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a couple shops. Soon to be a third shop. Um, and I know you're friends with the owners as well. Yes. So the connection there was just to keep it in the family, keep it local, and, I mean, and something consistent, and high yes. quality. And yes and no, in that like I'm from New Orleans, so in all honesty, I think there's a lot of people I could have kept it local and family with. Um, and although Angie and I, Damien, have always have known each other for a long time, we we got a lot closer when I got into coffee, but. They were. They became the obvious local choice for me because of how meticulous they can actually be with their roasting and how Matt works with them, like closely with us. On we always kind of. I feel like we just genuinely do get some of the best coffee we can get out of um, out of working with them. They, I know people associate their shops a lot with like volume and all of this, mm-hmm. but they. Um, we use their coffee a little bit differently. We use their sweet single origins on everything right. and. Um, it just comes out so great, and Elise, my 
manager and Matt have such a close um, like repertoire with talking about the roasting and each different bean, and so it just really feels like it almost feels like we're getting custom. Yeah, roasts, custom you know? roast, custom. And so it's just yeah. it's just so nice to have to be working with people that um, really really are they care that much, even though they're still in the volume business, they still really care about like, well, the quality of volume. everything they do. My 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 take. Because they're my neighborhood shop, right? Mm-hmm. On Ferret. Um, my take is they're volume by necessity. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it's not like they got into it wanting to be a right. big Absolutely. deal. They just, they're so consistent with their coffee yeah. behind the bar and in the roastery yeah. that they're becoming, you know, yeah. a name. And they've been, they were one of the they've first in the game, right? Like, yeah. before like French Truck, before super... when CC's was kind of mm-hmm. amplified, which is a whole nother beast that's more like a yeah, Starbucks I mean, I thing. The, but I think the Racing Magazine shop been open for like 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like been a little bit more than that. I don't well, I mean, the sign in the Ferret shop says established 2006. Yeah. So I think it's 12 years. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then Ferret has been right like three or four store. years, I believe. Yeah. Um, and the staff there is just so lovely. Yeah. You know, they all yeah. really care and they're fun and they're, they kind of encompass everything I want from a coffee shop as far right. as exactly. feeling the warm when you go in and they know everybody's and that's names. Like, that's, and that's very much like the New Orleans coffee culture. That's what I grew up with. That's what I can never explain to people when I lived in other cities is that you can go get coffee. And even in Portland, you can go to Koha, you can get amazing coffee, but the culture is different, different here. Yeah. It's not... A, it's not um, you know, sitting and studying is one thing, but here it's, it's like a social event to go to get coffee, to know everybody yeah. there, to know everybody that works there. To it's not, you know, it's the equivalent of going to the bar. Right. right. You have your like therapy, accidental therapy sessions when you're wandering <laughs> through. You know, it's um, it's very much more of a family-esque, friend-esque experience. And I had that growing up, even before coffee was really actually that good here. Right. Yeah, I grew up. I grew up sitting experience. on the stoop of Coffee Company with all of my friends in middle school. Um, and that was like, if you didn't get to coffee company after school to hang out, you didn't know what was going on in the city or who was like mm-hmm. dating who get, or who had dumped dig. who. Yeah. You know, like it was like yeah. very much a part of our culture um, and just being and staying in those spaces. So you, you gravitate towards the spaces that feel like home. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's the thing about coffee shops. It could be anything, but for whatever reason, the phenomenon of coffee Maybe that it's stimulating and it opens mm-hmm. up the blood vessels in your brain and you start okay. thinking um, and really getting excited. I think it, it has a capacity to connect people in a very mm-hmm. real and warm way. Yeah. Um, so coming back to One Stone, I mean, is that this is a very, Algiers is like Pleasantville with soul. It's just mm-hmm. so lovely. And I, I imagine this is a very neighborhood driven shop yeah. and there's not a whole lot um, not a whole lot of options, for lack of a better term, in Algiers. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I saw in your uh, full-page ad mm-hmm. in, uh, yeah. in Anti-Gravity, uh, which is a very awesome name as well, um, there's, uh, you designed a map to the West Bank, yes. right? Yeah. With some landmarks, some very professional landmarks, very and professional. a treasure, a treasure, a treasure <laughs> map, so to speak. And uh, we were talking a couple of weeks ago about how easy it is to get here. You yes. know, people think the West Bank, oh, it's all the, it's, it takes ten minutes when there's no traffic yeah. for me. You yeah, know? and you just, and, and just, you just don't travel during rush hour. That's right. Pretty, it's actually pretty fine. simple in the city. Um, so how do you, feel, so why this area and? 
moving forward, what do you hope for, for your shop, for your cafe, restaurant? I mean, I definitely, I, I, love this, I love this neighborhood. We moved completely over here. You know, my daughter's over here, her friends are over here. Our friends are here. They had come years before us even um, and just bought homes over here. It's a nice, it reminds me of my neighborhood mid-city growing up. You know, my kid can ride a bike around. She can walk to her friends' houses. It's just got that amazing feel in a very New Orleans way. Right. Um, and so, you know, I think as I see that more and more, I think the people that encouraged me to move across, that had moved over within the last eight to ten years, and see more people from the other side come across, then the, that concept that I grew up with, for sure, that crossing the river was such a huge deal, is starting to fade. Yeah. That it's, like, as more and more of us are over here, just the idea that the drive is actually very quick, the ferry is very simple and easy and fast. Um, it's just, it's easier, and I think that I'm hoping also, you know, that being an East Banker that's over here, that's spreading that word in a way that doesn't compromise the neighborhood, but enriches it, is is important in not just old Algiers, but in the rest of Algiers as well. Um, the rest of the West Bank, you know, the more you get to meet your neighbors, the more I even leave our small neighborhood and meet my neighbors, um, in the rest of in the rest of the city that are a bit farther from the ferry and um, just getting to know everybody and how much it's so very similar to the East Bank mm-hmm. and how much like this you know neighborhood doesn't need to exist in isolation so much um, sure. and again not just right here like the, all of Algiers and the West Bank and the, those two you know I've worked on some art projects that are trying to link like even Gretna and Algiers and just started hearing about some of these different projects that are, you know, creating more of a, a fabric of the cities that all exist together versus this sort of adversarial thing that we all yeah. grew up with, you know? And I mean, I think it's fun and games and, and like to joke around and like have all those things. I think that's great. That's what makes you stronger. But um, I think that like economically and development-wise, um, the more we can find common ground and all grow together, the better the whole city will be. Yeah. I mean, I I grew up in Baton Rouge. I'm a VR boy, so I moved here a little over a year ago, and I was actually talking to Lauren the other day about how neighborhood-driven New Orleans is and asking her, did I just not see that in Baton Rouge, or is that really the case that it's oh, what part of the city do you live in? Oh, you live in uh, Algiers, you live in uh, Lower Garden District. There's all these different neighborhoods, and mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with, like, yeah, playful adversarialness, if you right. will, but is there really, like, an isolation where people will not go out of their bubble to go to, say, a new coffee shop or a new restaurant, or is it, like, you have to um, have a destination and make a plan to do it? Yeah. Unfortunately, um, as, as as much as I would love to say, we all travel around the whole city, and right. um, it, it's very neighborhood by neighborhood in New Orleans, and I think anyone that is in denial of that is living in a, in a bubble where they've yeah. convinced themselves that yeah, they're in denial of it, because I think yeah. it's not just a matter of, you know, my friends live in St. Rock, and they go to that coffee shop, and I live here, and I go to this coffee shop, it's also the fact that, like... Yeah, it's, it's on me as a business owner here to encourage people that live on the other side of Opelousas to come discover my cafe, to discover what I, you know, how I can connect to them. That we've isolated between economic levels, we've isolated between racial levels, and we've done a lot of this stuff, um, and still called ourselves like this really sort of welcoming, everyone's super friendly with the South City, 
mean, we have to kind of, I think, especially as business owners, take a, a little bit of a step back and go, I'm not really, I mean, I'm launching this campaign to say, come across the river and discover these, this, you know, this whole fun world of things you can do over here. But it, behind all the things I do in the city, creating equitable spaces and experiences that can somehow slowly breach these bizarre neighborhood divides where, you know, Anyone who lives on St. Charles that says that they're going to walk to Claiborne is lying to you. Yeah. They're not going to. Yeah. And, um, and I think that the, it, it's, all, all, all amazing things begin in somebody's, you know, basement, living room, coffee, local coffee shop, all those conversations. So if I'm creating a space that is safe for those kinds of conversations, and if I can support other business owners that I think are doing the same thing, that's really the whole point. Yeah. Well, that's a, I mean, that's such a, a congruent uh, ideal that I have. I mean, like the whole reason I started this, uh, aside from the gimmicks of I love coffee and I love flipping upside down, <laughs> Which put are great those gimmicks. two together, you know, on the face of it, it can seem gimmicky, but it's really to um, bridge those gaps and connect people mm. and say that there's enough for everyone and to lighten up a little bit, right? Like yeah. to bring some bring some vibrancy, some art, some playfulness, some fun into not saying that coffee culture is pretentious or, or elevated mm-hmm. or whatever, but just remind people that yeah, we're in different neighborhoods, we're in different areas, cities, states, right. countries, but we're all human. It's right. not about where you are. Yeah. yeah. It's about the experience of, yeah. of connecting together and I, I and mean, coffee does that, you know. Absolutely. And can do that. So I love that mission that you, you know, and that's are, one of my favorite. Of one of the reasons I work with that I have enjoyed so much too working with Mojo and and Angie is how much um, they strive to stay connected to even the coffee communities outside of New Orleans and just mm-hmm. really are super supportive of other people and other like I've you know my own concept of what I'm doing with this space has grown and been inspired by some of the things that they've done too and that's a conversation that Angie and I are always sort of always having yeah um, so yeah I mean, how can we how can we how can the we charge how can we just you know just like sort of grow in a way that's really supportive of other people's attempts to do the same thing and um you know it's sort of just I think I think a lot of times we when we get when we get focused on growing our businesses or growing or like being successful in any way, shape, or form, um, the we set goals, whether they be financial or timelines or whatever, and those are the, the ends. And then you, um, you know, we all get lost in the means to get there. But I think when the goal is really just the means, when the goal yeah. is like, how am I going to do this every day? Yeah. And then if the ends turn out great, fantastic. And if in the end it doesn't turn out to be what you wanted or it's not viable, then at least you didn't waste your time. You spent a lot of good time doing as much good for yourself and the people around you as you could. And it's amazing to be talking about like such deep things with coffee. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, you got to do it with every business. Like, I don't care if you, you know, sell newspapers or you, you know, pick up trash. I don't care what yeah. you do. Like, there has to be some sort of um, community 
around it or, or you just go insane. Yeah, it's the grind, right? Like, yeah. yeah. It's easier to do the grind when you have people next to you. Yeah, and rare, I found, I mean, I'm, I'm young, I'm 35, I found that rarely does it ever turn out like you think it's going to. Right. So you might as well just enjoy yeah. every day with no expectations. And it mm. takes practice, it's not easy, oh especially as a yeah, business know, owner. Right? One year into this shop, I'm sure you've been through all kinds of, you know, uh, new ideas and emotions mm -hmm. and, you know, just making payroll and like, <laughs> you know, just the bare minimum, the logistics, but also trying to infuse fun with it every yeah. day. You know, there's beautiful art all around this cafe, um, which which harkens back to why we're doing this, right? Yeah. Is to enrich our community. So it's getting a little loud in here. There's a humming cafe. So <laughs> is there anything else you want to talk about as far as uh, where you're headed or you want to do a shout out? I know we just finished a contest. We can, it just yeah. finished a contest. Who won that contest? Uh, there was one contestant. So he won. He won. Uh, That's great. Cat Power Travels. Uh, yeah. Lucas. Yeah. So, um, Congratulations. We're going to ship it to him. Um, <laughs> yeah. So other than that, uh, a, so a quick landscape of what what One Stone is. You walk in double doors. There's an espresso bar to your left, a full menu with the chalkboard. There's art in these uh, on these walls with tall ceilings, some lovely flowers, um, really nice woodwork, metalwork, very warm. A brass monkey with a, a brass Santa hat. monkey. Let us not forget the brass monkey down a hallway, which yields a very professional little pinball machine game room. It's awesome <laughs> with a brand new um, hand painted. I don't want to say rug. It is it's a hand-painted rug. rug. It's, yeah. a, it's a tagged rug. My friend tagged Joel, rug. who um, is a graffiti artist in New York, came down, and my daughter, who's nine, um, learned how to tag, and they made the brass monkey rug. Yes. It's signed by yes. him, and my daughter <laughs> developed her own tag as Black Cat. Black it's Cat. It's her new tag name. All right. It's going to be going for a whole lot of money in about five years, but we're going to keep right? it here. We're yeah. just going to keep it for now. We're going to do another. We already have another one lined up. Always, always in the works. <laughs> okay, so you're open every day, 730. Every single day. We open at 7.30 until 2 every day. Okay. On Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I'm sorry. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, yeah, that's right. We stay open later for dinner. Um, we are about to change the uh, the setup a little bit, expand to Saturday evenings as well. Cool. Um, and right now we close during the week. It's 8 p.m. On the weekends, it's 9 p.m. That's when we take our last dinner orders. And dinner serves a little different, so we're kind of getting flexible with how sure. we look. As of January, we're trying to get a more solid, like, what our evenings look like. Um, but we're definitely trying to get open for Saturday nights as well. Cool. So, One Stone Nola on Instagram, One Stone Nola. Dot com. com. One Stone Nola. Dot com. Everything's cool. One Stone Nola. Everything's One Stone Nola. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you are really quick to engage with me via Instagram. So, I imagine, guys, if you're listening out there, if you want to reach uh, Carly or anybody here, they're very responsive, very warm. You can call with a telephone probably and reach them too. I mean, people have been yeah. known to use telephones. <laughs> telephones circa 2009. Uh, the phone <laughs> number is 504-405-0457. Um, that's all for now. I'm kind of uh, espressoed out. How about you? Um, you after, my, after my four shots, I'm feeling great. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> well, happy Monday, guys. Hope you enjoyed listening. And... Stay tuned for other stuff coming down the pipeline. Thanks. Yay. It worked.
28 minutes, 59 seconds. What's up, party people? Well, that was that. Hope you really enjoyed the first podcast. And if you feel like you would like to support in other ways, aside from visiting your area coffee shops, please feel free to visit my Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash coffee upside down and throw a few bucks to support the podcast. Uh, Some really cool prizes on there or incentives, I should say, aside from karma bucks or karma cash of doing a good thing to support an area coffee podcast. Um, And that's all for now. Thanks again. See you next time. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends. They can search Coffee Upside Down using any major podcast platform. Also, to become a patron of the podcast, please visit patreon.com slash coffee upside down to throw a little support into the project. And finally, I always welcome feedback. You can use any channel you choose. Instagram, Facebook, text message, phone call, smoke signal, or in person. Thanks again for listening and have an awesome day.